Trapcast Express. Tratcast Express, it's Monday, January 20th, 2020. Ratzinger Rising. That is the title of a May 8th, 2017 article posted at First Things, written by William Doino Jr., who is also a contributor to Inside the Vatican magazine. Not surprisingly, the author sings the praises of how wonderful of a Catholic and how great of a theologian Father Joseph Ratzinger is, the man today known as Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. Yes, I know that Francis makes Benedict look like an ultra-Orthodox inquisitor serving high mass for Pope St. Pius X, but looks can be deceiving. See, Francis is very open about his apostasy, whereas Benedict has been hiding it under a veneer of respectability dignity, and orthodoxy, and that's a tactic that's been working out for him very well. Why am I bringing this up? Well, no doubt you heard about the kerfuffle last week regarding the book From the Depths of Our Hearts, Defending Priestly Celibacy, co-authored by Benedict, as well as Cardinal Robert Serra, the current head of the Vatican's Congregation for Divine Worship. In case you hadn't heard yet, I'll spare you the details and just say that the bottom line is that the Vatican has ordered that Benedict's name be removed from the cover of the book as the co-author and instead be demoted to the status of contributor. Yeah, it seems that Benedict and Sarah threw a monkey wrench into plans by Francis to make priestly celibacy optional when he issues his much-expected post-Amazon Synod apostatical exhortation in the coming weeks. This latest Vatican drama has once again manifested an apparent wedge between Francis and Benedict, the supposed Pope and Pope Emeritus, respectively. Now, whether that opposition between the two is real or just pretended, the fact remains that it is incredibly useful to the Vatican II religion continuing its charade. Think about it. All those in the Novus Ordo Church who can't stand Francis any longer now appear to have a really convenient alternative to fall back on. Benedict. Yeah, Benedict is the real Pope, see? He wears white, he lives in the Vatican, he garbled his resignation announcement, he bifurcated the papacy into an active and a contemplative role, he still kind of calls himself Pope and still gives the apostolic blessing. And unlike his successor, he portrays dignity and looks orthodox. In other words, if someone were trying to get you to think that Benedict is the real pope, he really couldn't drop any more hints, could he? I mean, without giving it away completely. For what it's worth, folks, my prediction is that 2020 will be the year that the Benedict is the real pope deception finds major acceptance, especially among the recognize and resist traditionalists and conservative novus ordos, and I believe that that is by intent. Why by intent? Who would benefit from this? Not Francis, right? That's true. Francis certainly wouldn't benefit from it, but the Novus Ordo Church as a whole would. Now remember, 
The Novus Ordo Church was a false modernist sect long before Jorge Bergoglio ever moved into the Casa Santa Marta in the Vatican. With Francis pushing the apostasy to the next level, they're now gradually moving in the direction of all religions worshipping the same God, and God wills there to be many different religions anyway. With Francis pushing this apostasy ever further to its logical conclusions, the powers that be know that there will be many that won't want to go along with it. right? People who need a little assistance, so to speak much like the Lefebvre's did in the 1970s and after. And look at them now. It took them a number of decades longer than everybody else, but now they're well on their way to full communion with the Vatican II Church. And with all that's been happening since the election of Bergoglio, you'd think the Society of St. Pius X would be screaming at the top of its lungs denouncing the man, and yet... There is practically silence. I mean, there's very little and only very low-key opposition from them. So, yeah, it took the SSPX a few decades to get to that point, but there they are. And now that Francis is at the helm and kicking the modernist revolution into ever higher gear, once again a few stragglers need to be taken care of, so to speak, to ensure that they won't abandon the modernist church altogether and, heaven forbid, figure out that the Holy See has been vacant for all these years and the Novus Ordo hierarchy is mostly a bunch of non-Catholic laymen in fancy costumes. And in many cases, even the costumes leave a lot to be desired. Look, this quip about costumes is not just rhetoric. Consider what St. Paul says in a second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 13, quote, For such false apostles are deceitful workmen, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ, unquote. Heretics do disguise themselves as Catholics, both literally and metaphorically. So, what better way to ensure the deception will continue one way or another than by generating a false opposition movement whose de facto head is someone whom the world once recognized as the Pope? Voila! There is your Benedict Sixteenth. If he weren't already there, why one would just have to invent him? Just like the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden, the whole scenario is just too attractive to resist, right? And alas, once again, many will partake of that fruit, thinking that by doing so, their eyes are being opened. How does it not occur to people that this whole thing with Benedict's odd resignation and the retaining of the papal garb and the nonsense about an expanded papacy with an active member and a contemplative member and all that was planned precisely so that those who refuse to stick with Francis have another modernist option to fall back on, ensuring that they'll remain in the false church rather than become sedevaconists. This whole Benedict is still the Pope thing, which we've called resignationism, by the way, is nothing but a false opposition movement meant to control those who would otherwise figure out that the Vatican II sect cannot be the Roman Catholic Church. 
Now, don't get me wrong. When I say false opposition, I'm not saying that all the people in it are malicious evildoers trying to deceive souls. Of course not. No, I think that most of them are simply deceived themselves. But either way, the fact remains that this opposition is false. False in the sense that it doesn't provide an authentic Catholic alternative to the modernist revolution, but is simply another less intense version of the same Vatican II religion. Instead of taking you back to 1958, the Benedict option, if I may call it that, will simply take you back to 2012. But no matter whether you stick with Francis or go over to Benedict, either way, you'll always get Vatican II. Not only is Ratzinger one of the world's biggest champions of the Abominable Council, he himself was one of the major players there, and he's never repudiated it. Things are really, really bad in Novus Ordo land right now, and everyone seems to be reaching his breaking point. To show you how serious matters are, let me quote to you some interesting comments from the editor of Inside the Vatican magazine, Robert Moynihan, in the December 2019 edition. He explains that for that particular issue, he's refusing to cover the Vatican news because of, quote, the apostasy from traditional Orthodox belief regarding faith and morals, meaning that a certain non-Orthodox heretical opinion has begun to become preeminent in many sectors of the church, also in many places in Rome, also in many places inside the Vatican. So that to report once again on the news inside the Vatican would be to report on many vices, many sins, and many non-Catholic and non-Christian opinions, causing more scandal to my readers, unquote. And so for the December issue, Moynihan decided on the following course of action, quote, I will for one month boycott all news about the Vatican, all news about scandal and corruption, all news about heretical and apostate teaching, and simply prepare an issue centered on Christ, on his birth, his life, his betrayal, his suffering, his death, and resurrection, unquote. This is a big deal. Inside the Vatican is a flagship publication. If I'm not mistaken, a copy of each issue is sent to every single Novus Ordo bishop in the world. The situation is now so dire that for one month, the editor-in-chief refuses to report on exactly what has been happening inside the Vatican, not simply because there are vices and sins to report on, but because there is heresy, there is apostasy. I mean, we're talking about an abandonment of the Catholic religion. That's what heresy and apostasy are. And we're at the point now where even journalists, reporters are saying, I can't take it anymore. I can't report on this anymore. I've got to take a break. It's too much. And by the way, the issue of uh, whether Benedict is the real pope is brought up occasionally also in Inside the Vatican, in the letters to the editor section. So Robert Moynihan is not afraid to print that. So even there, um, this, this idea that Benedict didn't validly resign and that uh, Bergoglio is not the Pope for that reason, uh, that is becoming, like I said, more and more 
acceptable in the mainstream. And I think this year is going to be the year that it really takes off. So you can see Francis is pushing the envelope so far now that more and more people are concluding that Benedict is the legitimate pope. And if that's by design, it's a brilliant one-two punch because either way, with Benedict or with Francis, people will stay in the false modernist religion and therefore will always get Vatican II. So don't be surprised if this year we'll once again see Ratzinger rising. Tradcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org. And if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.